Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And today we are joined by nobody. It's just me. Um, Luna is actually downstairs. I'm recording upstairs in the uppermost part of my house. Um, right across from me is all my dividers. Um, <laughs> I'm recording up here because right before I came upstairs, uh, Jill decided to take a nap. Most of the time I like recording downstairs in the living room if I'm not recording with somebody else. Uh, that way I can still be with her and Luna, but when she's napping, um, I'm not going to be that jerk and be like, hey, wake up so I can record. Um, and sometimes I got to hit while the, the passion's hot, um, or strike while the iron's hot, I mean. So that's what we're doing. Um, and today we are, uh, you know what, we've, we've had a couple heavier episodes as of late, um, in, in some aspects, I mean, the, the 100th was great. It was a celebration, but it was also like, hey, uh, there was a lot of work involved in that, going back through old episodes um, to figure out how I felt about them, also find those hilarious clips, um, but then reaching out to others. Um, so that was heavy. And then the uh, it, it was heavy in that way, a good way, but still. Um, and then doing the... Uh, the let's talk about episode um that was also heavy where yeah it was about pop culture stuff but it was also really bringing forward like look uh and at the time of this recording like i'm out of a job in a couple weeks um that is a reality that is around me daily it's uh, not a fun reality um so please keep that in your prayers and then uh one of our other recent episodes um we talk, I talked about social work, which is what I do for a living. Um, it's what I do. It's uh, what I went to school for. And it is something I'm passionate about. Um, but it, it also has some weight to it. And it can be scary uh, going into those things, um, especially when you're talking about some of that stuff from a faith-based perspective, um, where uh, from a Christian perspective point of view as well. Uh, like I said in that episode, when you've heard youth and co-workers at times being like, well, if I find out someone here is a Christian, like, I don't think that's compatible, so I'm going to try to get them fired. Um, it's ridiculous that that kind of thing happens, but it's also, it can be scary. It can be scary to them. It's motivating to be like, well, nope, not going to stop me from talking. Um, <laughs> but at the same point, it's like, oh man, um, especially as I'm in the spot where right now I don't know where I'm going to land. Um, not like I'm really, really, uh, I was really, really scared about that episode, but it's, especially when you deal with anxiety, that's something that's just there, man. Uh, it's just there, homies. <laughs> so it, it's been, it's been heavier. Uh, but today, uh, today's episode is a return to lighter, um, form, if you will, except for one certain spot I'm going to touch on. Um, and it is inspired by uh, the Geek Devotions podcast. Um, I believe it's called Calm Talk with Geek Devotions. Um, they're a great, uh, a great ministry and a great podcast. And uh, I was listening as I was walking with Luna earlier today. I was listening to a number of their episodes. Um, and the ones that really got me wanting to talk about Superman were their episodes about Lois and Clark, um, the new adventures of Superman. Um, that ha starred uh, Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane, um, and the bad guy from Mighty Ducks is Perry White, um, and actually the guy who played Lex Luthor was also the uh, the vil the doctor who created Poison Ivy in the absolutely terrible Batman and Robin, and I think he played Lionel in Smallville. Um, I think 
because, well, Smallville was what Smallville was. And it has its fans. I'm just not one of them. As much as I dug me some Dawson's Creek, I'm like, I don't dig Superman meet Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it just wasn't my bag. So as much as I, maybe eventually I will give Smallville another shot. Uh, today's episode is, um, we're talking Superman. Uh, and I forgot how much I really do enjoy Superman. Um, he's not my favorite, but he's still a character that I really, really dig. Um, and I really dig the optimism from that character. Um, um, probably a year, if not more ago at this point, I wrote a, a, a post on the website. Um, at that at that point, it was still probably 2099 One Cross Street. It's now just all One Cross Radio. Uh, the website is onecrossradiopodcast.com. Uh, you can find it on there. I wrote about, it might have been a collections of thoughts post or maybe a full-on post, um, but I watched Supergirl and I was like, oh man, this is nice. Um, now I've heard the show has got very, very, very heavy, heavy politically, um, and shoehorns a lot of stuff in. I haven't actually watched it myself, so I can neither confirm nor deny. I uh, just go with, just hear various, uh, interpretations of it. But, um, what I watched, I dug, I've only halfway into the first season. I think I got up to the, uh, the flash crossover episode and I dug it, um, but it had this sense of optimism. And I was just like, oh man, I, I love this in Superman because it hadn't been there in a while. Um, but we'll get into that in, in a bit. Um, so this one is kind of like, as I was listening to that Lois and Clark podcast, it made me think of, there's been so many interpretations of Superman. Um, let's look at it. And I guess some of these are, um, so the the main two ones I'm talking to that about they have their fans, um, but they're still not like they're even. Well, one is definitely treated as the black sheep, but the other one's almost forgotten. So we're gonna start by talking about uh, Superman Returns. Uh, I believe it came out in 2006. It was a year after the Dark. Um, sorry, Batman Begins, and it it was a mixed bag. Um, some things worked and a lot didn't, um, but I still, I still really, really dug it. Um, what worked was the, for me anyway, the, the optimism, the actual optimism. Um, one of the things I really, really dug in it was, uh, towards the end as the new Krypton Island is being formed, um, the Superman flies around and saves the city in numerous ways. Um, and that's like the last time we saw that until Justice League, because Superman did save some people <laughs> in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. But Man of Steel was a pure destruction fest. So it was nice to see uh, Superman save some people, save some buildings and not just wreck everything in a fight. Um that was a nice touch. The score was so good. Um, so, so good. The themes, um, and there was a lot of intentional or unintentional Christian themes in that, as there is with Superman. Uh, we're talking about a, a father who sends a son to save a people. Um, and at various points, there's in so many iterations of Superman, is he laying in uh, or posing like he's on the crucifix, like he's on the cross. Um, and not even in a sacrilegious way. It's just, there's a likeness there. And so many people are aware of it at this point that they're, they're just, they just lean into it. They don't 
try to make Superman Jesus or anything, but they're like, well, there's parallels. Um, the stuff that didn't work with it is it, it gets tricky um, just because the continuity of the flick is, is rough. It was a direct sequel to Superman 2, um, <laughs> which once the Donner Cut came out made aspects of Superman Returns not possible. Um, <clears throat> a large number. So if anybody's asking, like, hey, do if you ever want to watch the Superman movies, I recommend one, two. Um, if you are going to watch Superman Returns, if you want kind of that Donner uh, universe, um, then you'd go Superman 1, Superman 2. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching 3 or 4 because they're both really bad, and 4 is terrible. Um, we're talking, like, potentially worse than Batman and Robin. Um and the Donner Cut is really, really good. It's a very different film, but the reason I uh, then the theatrical cut of Superman Two, but the reason I wouldn't say, "Hey, watch that" if you're going to watch Superman Returns, is because if you try to line all three up uh, and you do the Donner Cut instead of the theatrical cut, then Superman Returns cannot do the things that it does. Um, all right, so Superman Returns uh, at the end of it. Um, Okay, I'll try to sum it up. In Superman 2, at uh, lowest figures out, Clark is Superman. Um, Superman takes her to the Fortress of Solitude, and he goes into this ray chamber thing, and it depowers him. And then him and Lois have a night, shall we say. Uh, and then, at this point, the um, Zod and the... the Two other Kryptonians whose names I can't remember. Maybe it, not Gorilla Grodd. Um, none, and I really wish I remembered the uh, the the lady's name. It's just escaping me right now. Uh, those three Kryptonians showed up, and then he tried to repower himself um, afterwards, and then he depowers them, and then they fall down chasms in the Fortress of Solitude. The first super kills, by the way. Um, before everybody got upset at the super neck snap in Man of Steel. Um, so in that, he he regains his powers. Um, and then Lois is kind of Lois is kind of upset because she knows how Clark feels like if he's Superman and they know it gets out that they're together, like it's going to be upsetting. Um, like she's a target and all that. And then Superman, the, the movies gave him a several powers that he didn't have uh at one point in superman 2 he friggin pulls part of the emblem off his <laughs> off his his uniform uh, the s he throws it at it and it briefly um stops none it was really really stupid really weird um but then also he kisses lois and he kisses her hard enough that it erases her memory so then they still had that night together, but she forgets all of it. Um, and that's where Superman 2 ends. Superman Returns picks up what is supposedly five years later, um, and Superman is literally returning to Earth. He left Earth because after encountering the Kryptonians, he wanted to go search for others. He was hoping more of his people had survived. Uh, in that time, the world move on, moved on. Lois felt very angry at Superman. She wrote an article about why the world didn't need Superman. Um, Lex had been in jail, but had gotten out and had swindled an old lady into writing in his will that he would get her fortune and all that jazz. Um, 
so then it's it's a really mopey film at points like superman's kind of emo a little bit he gets sad um he watches lois from outside because lois is engaged to um <laughs> i just can't remember the actor's name but she's engaged to cyclops from uh x-men <laughs> and he's he's mopey but there's still some really good stuff in there because in that mopiness he he goes up into the outer atmosphere and he just pauses and takes in hearing the uh hearing all the cries out in the world and then he goes stops a bank robbery stops an assault it's this really really good scene but there's parts where superman is kind of just super mopey and following Lois around and it's it's stuff like that that makes it weird um because you're like what oh, wait hold up what <laughs> that's that's what he's doing um the the super stalking kind of um and then uh he he also he does a lot of good things in the movie and there's great moments of optimism uh and the thing is it is really a donner superman film and i think that's what works to get it against it that's what i appreciate about it but it's a 1970s superman film in 2005 that is a hard juxtaposition to do things have changed uh so in some aspects if you look at it through the lens of what i just laid out i think you can make it work for what it is but it's still that's not going to appeal to a wide audience that's going to be a much more niche audience um because at that point in numerous ways the world had moved on from from superman and in like in several ways that representation of him um i'm going to jump back to things that worked in a second but a big part of what didn't work because of the continuity issues is this kind of it it follows superman 2 but then it really ignores something about superman <laughs> superman 2. um lois has a kid in this and then towards the end when he the kid is really worried about um one of lex luther's thugs like hurting his mom flings a piano across the room and uh lois doesn't freak out <laughs> and that's just it it's forever being something i can't get past i can suspend my belief but when you understand who how driven the the character of lois is um who she is how she doesn't back down from anything she will put herself in harm's way for her story um she at times can become the damsel in distress but she is not the archetype of the damsel in distress um she often needs she often needs rescuing but she, it's not like she got kidnapped she put her like she put herself in these situations to get the scoop because she's like no this needs to be exposed it's not just she's not just a hanger on um so when it's this character who has no problem standing up for herself no problem to yelling at anyone be it lex luther supervillain or her boss um she would naturally freak out about having a child with somebody that she has no recollection of doing the thing that results in having a child with <laughs> like that should have been it's it's this whole kettle of fish uh when you do that directs that direct part i mean if they had done the kiss and she magically forgot and there was no child then you never have to touch it again but as soon as you put the child aspect in you're like 
Lois would be freaking the heck out. Like, she would be freaking out. I don't think you can put that out there and then not follow up on that. Not even hint on a follow up with it. She just accepts it and moves on. Like, that That does not work. Um, and I get it. It's because as soon as you try to focus on it, it gets really icky and really complicated. Um, and it's there's no easy way out. But then again, if there's no easy way out, why put it in there? Um, I know one of the themes is like, he finds out, hey, you're not alone. You have a son. Um, he needs you and that can be why superman doesn't die at the end of it but it doesn't it doesn't work um like you you could have just done that where it's lois being like look i love you i need you don't go you could have done that instead um i just realized that my computer mic is recording this and not the microphone <coughs> that I've had over the uh, my handover to make the sound better for the last uh, 17 minutes. So that was a fun moment. Um, so that's where you're running into issues. Um, and it, it makes some things work in this and some things not. So, oh, there we go. Now this mic is back, I think. Um, <laughs> We'll see if there's any difference. Anyways, um, so one of the things I loved, though, is this is the movie where I'm like, more than any other Superman movie, you can point to it and explain why um, why people don't just automatically know that Superman is Clark Kent. Because uh, it's not just... It's not just the... Uh, the hair has a curl and he takes off his glasses and suddenly he's, everybody's like, oh my gosh. Like, it's not just the glasses. It is this whole persona. And I loved the scene in it where uh, Lois and her fiance are sizing Clark up. They're realizing like, holy cow, like this guy's, he's big, he's buff. Like there's a resemblance there. And then he does this goofy wave and then they burst out laughing like, yeah, right. okay, yeah, no, we're being ridiculous. This guy, this guy could be Superman. Like, that's what I love about it. Now, I know others like the later interpretations where Clark isn't just this um, bumbler. Um, and I've heard people describe Clark Kent as a coward in comparison to Superman. I never thought that because Clark Kent in uh, the animated series and then other parts like it'd still be this he'd stand up for himself but he'd still t dial it back so he'd be a little bit meeker um just so then not all eyes would be on him like it it was a very different persona and that scene in particular is the best dip like differentiator um i, I found it struggled in the dc eu portion um where clark and when Clark and Soup, Soups are basically the same person, then why would anybody not be eyeing Clark Kent as Superman? Like, that that doesn't make any sense. They need to be very different. Um, something that was interesting about uh, that Geek Devotions brought up was in Lois and Clark, it was much more focused on Clark, and they're like, Superman is the persona. Clark Kent is the actual person, which is a flip on how the comics and and 
Superman Returns and the Donner original um, and Soups 2 was where Superman is the actual person, Clark Kent is the persona. And that's that's real, a really interesting point. Um, but I still think you need there needs to be a difference. There has to be a difference between the two. Whatever the difference is, there has to be one. Um, but this movie, I, I do love the idea of Clark Kent being the doing the right thing, being the well-meaning person who will stand up, but is still meek. Because that still sends a message to people like, look, you don't have to be Superman to try to do the right thing. Um, to stand up for what's right and do, do what's good. Um, but in the case of basically someone who's the power of a deity, um, <laughs> yeah, no, you need, if you're going to do the whole split rea uh, not reality, the split identity thing, then you need to have one be like uh, the opposite of the other. Um, and Ralph, Ralph did a tremendous job. I really wish he had more of a chance to, uh, to do more with this. I know I talked about a while ago what I heard the sequel that was going to be called Man of Steel was going to be, and I would, I would still love that movie, and I think Brandon Routh could have knocked it out of the park. Um, as someone picking up the cape from Donner, he channeled Donner, um, but there was still a little bit of his own in there, and the guy didn't get a fair shake. The movie didn't succeed because of so many reasons, but I, you cannot pinpoint it on him. Now we're going to talk about the, the, the big elephant in the room is uh, Kevin Spacey. Because Kevin Spacey has done some terrible things. Um, so I don't want to be like, hey, Kevin Spacey. Um, I'm no, in no way, shape, or form trying to be like, oh, he's a... <sighs> I think you can enjoy someone's performance and their work without enjoying them as a human being. That's the uh, the caveat I'll put on this. So I loved the performance of Lex Luthor here. Even though it was the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, that's what they're going for, where uh, it was another real estate scam. Um, and then the next logical thing is, well, someone wants to kill Superman because they want to develop the flying car or something stupid. Like, that aspect of the character, which was uh, the mad scientist or mad developer, whatever you want to say, that original aspect has since evolved uh, in the comics and the great animated shows um, and movies. Like, the, the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor is very much the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, but he was so menacing at certain points and delightfully over the top that I dug the performance. It is still my favorite on-screen Lex Luthor. Um, the moment where uh, he over-the-toply yells wrong, to me, it worked. Um, it worked well with the character, but especially the moment where there's... So even though you're like, wow, man, Superman's biggest foe in this movie is a bunch of nameless henchmen who get like friggin' two lines, um, including Kumar, um, and then he gets beat down on a kryptonite island by like five people. Um, yeah, when you look at it like that, it's not that cinematic. Um, but the rest of it, it's... That scene, I really dig. The score in there is really good, but the part in particular that is just so good um, is when Hackman... <laughs> Hackman. Um, when Hacklex, because um, that is the Hackman Lex Luthor, but... Kevin Spacey doing a great performance when he stabs him with the kryptonite knife, breaks it off in him, and then says, now fly. It's just so good to me. So 
Kevin Spacey did a terrific job, but he is not a good person. <laughs> Let's go with that. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I understand why the movie didn't work. I would love it if they could do the sequel as an animated movie. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about a now often forgotten Superman animated movie. We'll be right back. What's going on, Devoted Geeks? I'm Dallas Mora, and this is... Celeste! We are the hosts of the YouTube show Geek Devotions, a show by a couple devoted geeks devoted to letting people know that they're loved. Geek Devotions is a unique ministry designed to minister and encourage those who would call themselves a geek. Using genres like anime, comics, sci-fi movies, and books, we deliver fun and engaging devotions every Friday at 4 p.m. on our YouTube channel. You can find us by going to youtube.com forward slash geek devotions. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Geek Devotions. Do us a favor, though. If you decide to be part of our wonderful Devoted Geek family, after subscribing and following our pages, leave us a comment and let us know that you heard about us through this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, stay devoted. Peace and love. Okay, and we're back. So the, one, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the first in the... Uh, of the released DC Universe animated original movies, um, which is a great line of straight to uh, DVD or digital movies um, that DC has been doing. I actually really, really wish um, Marvel would take uh, follow the lead with this, and they did for like I think two, um, but then they kind of stopped. I'm like, man, so many of your characters would be good for this, um, but they're just not doing it. Um, and the one we're talking about is what I think is the often forgotten, or now forgotten, um, Superman Doomsday. So, a Superman Doomsday was a loose adaptation of the death and reign of Superman uh, comic books. Um, and I say loose adaptation because it took all of those, jettisoned a fair bit of the stuff, um, and tried to tell the whole story in one 90-minute film. Um, so it, it is what it is. I still enjoy it. Um, now, there's been a much more recent, much better adaptation um, from called The Death of Superman and then The Reign of Superman. Um, there are two, two movies, technically one movie. You, you could make that argument. Um, I think they're both like 90 minutes each. So it flushes things out so much more. And then you get Superboy, Eradicator, Steel... Um, not Cyborg, because Cyborg's his own different character, but someone else. I just, I can't remember the name of him. Um, my bad. Don't take my nerd cred. Um, <laughs> that one did it better, but the thing is, I still, there's some aspects of Superman Doomsday that I enjoyed more. Uh, the score was great. In particular, the thing that I really liked out of uh, Super, out of uh, Superman Doomsday was the fight between Superman and Doomsday. Now, Reign of Superman, you can make the argument, did the fight better, but there's one moment in particular from Superman Doomsday which was so great and cinematic that I'm like, if I'm making this movie, like if I was ever to do a proper death of Superman on the big screen, um... I would end it with this. Well, actually, no, no, because then you get to the tail end shot that 
to me is where you ended on such a fantastic friggin' downer note. Um, <laughs> but I would end it on, um, like the fight would end on the note that the fight in Superman Doomsday did, where uh, Doomsday in this is more of a kind of a cyborg, kind of a machine, um, I believe. And uh, he just kills. He just won't stop killing. Um, there's no real character development to Doomsday. There was in Reign of Superman. He was a lot more sentient than that. Um, not Reign of Superman, Death of Superman. Um, but in the Superman Doomsday part, he was like, Soups is coughing up blood. Doomsday is like clearly winning. And then he sees a little girl and then he goes over just to smash this crying child. And then Superman runs up behind him, uh, like wraps his arm around wraps his arms around his waist and uh for any wrestling fans out there it looked like he was about to german suplex him but instead like he launches up uh into space and then uh they fight back down through the atmosphere um like doomsday breaks his grip but then superman just starts decking him and then ends up like shoulder tackling him um and throwing himself with his speed, the speed of gravity and all that, back down into Metropolis. Uh, creates this crater, smashes all the glass and all that, and then that's how Doomsday dies. And it that's just such, to me, such a great way to kill that character. Um, it's... It, it's cinematic. It absolutely is. Um, that is the highlight from that movie for me. If I watch it now, I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. And actually, no, to be fair, I'll still watch the whole thing. But, like, if... It, there's other times now, especially with Rain and Death Of. Or, sorry, Death Of and then Rain Of. Um, I'll watch the fight from Doomsday, and then I'll go watch the other ones. Um, but that fight in particular... It's just so good. It's so cinematic. And the score in it is outstanding that I'm just like, oh my gosh, man. I it's, That's begging, begging for a live action adaptation. Um, and I don't care that you've seen it animated. I would watch it in a heartbeat and then go out and give more money, <laughs> to like pay for another ticket just to see it again. It would look gorgeous. Um, it'd be outstanding. Um, and then you cut to the famous, uh, the like infamous, whatever, the iconic, we'll go with that, um, shot where it's like the, the cape, like all torn, stuck in rubble, like, uh, fluttering in the wind, you fade to black and that's how I'd end the flick. Um, and in that movie, like it then let you then open to the funeral and all that. And if I was making this, I'd get that ending and then just the credits would come up when you saw the flag because it's like that's such a wonderful downer note to end it on um it, it like it it yeah outside of the fight it's not the best um and Haish as uh lois was an interesting casting um she did an okay job i just found her voice very distracting um but there is some good stuff in the movie um but like i said death death of and reign of did did it better and what was really interesting with those ones just to quickly go down that rabbit hole is it wasn't even like so the dc animated original universe films uh they've got a couple different continuities 
Um, they've got their standalone films, which this one was. Um, then they've also got a Superman-Batman continuity. They've got a Justice League um, JLA continuity. Then they also have a Year One continuity, a Dark Knight Returns continuity. But then within that, they also, and this is the one that's running on the most, they have their, oh wait, nope, sorry, they also have a Justice League Gods and Monsters continuity, and Elseworlds continuity, which uh, later today I'm going to watch Superman Red Sun, and I can't wait, because that's such a good story. Um, they also have the um, an anime one based on, uh, it came out around the, the time of... Uh, came out around the time of Batman Begins, after Batman Begins. It's set in the Nolanverse. Um, but then they also had an assault on Arkham one, um, which was great. So the main one that they have, though, is uh, it's called the DC Animated Movie Universe. And it's mostly based on the new 52. So Death and Rain, what's to me is they did it really, really well, is a retelling very faithfully the... Uh, the death and reign of Superman story from the 90s while factoring in a new 52 continuity as they're doing in these films. So the aspect of Superman had been in the in the new 52 Superman was together with Wonder Woman wasn't together with Lois Lane whereas in the animated universe based on the new 52 he was like they had been together he was get it and he had started dating Lois Lane um so factoring in all those things i'm like you're adapting a couple different things uh you could really lose this sometimes it works like it did in this and then as um as hector uh hector mire pointed out uh, on on the pull list but then also one of the last episodes i had him on um it didn't work out so much with hush because then you lose it you like in factoring in some of that continuity your other characters who weren't there who are they're now putting in you're losing their moments their time to shine in hush it was a moment of damien being like you better use protection and she's a criminal talking about catwoman instead of this really great moment for tim drake uh tim has been really underserved whereas death and rain it really adapted things really well um and told like told that fine line incredibly well so i gotta give it credit um so i'm gonna wrap up that one on doomsday the final thing i want to briefly talk about is just uh my thoughts on henry cavill and it's uh it's short it's please don't be done please don't be done um none of the issues with the current superman are henry cavill's fault uh he is a terrific actor i love his look as superman um i do enjoy his performance although i haven't enjoyed the writing uh man of steel was not all it could have been but that's again not on him uh we finally got an optimistic superman at the end of justice league and that was borderline the best part of justice league we're like oh my gosh we're finally getting that superman again give us him <laughs> just give us him give us it before cavill walks away dc do this do this i didn't have the beef that so many people did with uh birds of prey but that could have been a misfire it was a good one in my opinion but it could have been a misfire get it together do a superman movie before you lose your good superman he's so good okay that's all i wanted to talk about um 
You guys are awesome. Thank you again so much for your your, uh, your love and support. And um, please, please go check out um, Geek's Devo- uh, uh, Geek Devotions podcast. I believe it, uh, Com Talk. They're wherever podcasts are found. You can also find them on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all that. They are great people, and they've got a great podcast um, and great ministry. So please check them out. All that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Take care, and God bless, my friends. Peace.